The scriptures this morning are found in the book of Acts, in the 16th chapter, beginning at the 25th verse. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open, and he assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself. We are all here. Amen, amen. Good morning, church. Thank you so much for being here. It's a great joy to come together as we worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, just hearing the voices, especially crying out, holy, 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 Lord of heaven and earth, and a couple of, you know, the things that we have done already. It's so awesome to be with you. If you are here for the very, very first time, uh, if you open up your programs, the other, other folks who have been here regularly, they know, in the right-hand side, there are some fill-in-the-blanks. The answers to those fill-ins will be up on the screen during my sermon. We continue on with the theme of we can do more together with one voice. Uh, As the scripture was mentioning, at midnight they were praying and they were singing uh, uh, hymns. And this was Paul and Silas, but I want to give you a little bit of background. These individuals, as they're going around and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, they were beaten, they were stripped of their clothes, they were put in prison, a guard was assigned to them, the guard put them in the dungeon area, they put shackles on them, and in that kind of context, ladies and gentlemen, Here the Bible is saying in verse 25 that at midnight, around midnight, they were praying and they were singing hymns to the Lord and other people around them were listening. Isn't it something when the, if we look at what they went through, the beating, the shackles being put in the dungeon area, the darkness, even in whatever type of circumstances that they were in, here they took the time to pray and sing hymns to the Lord. So I can only imagine when uh, they're there, again, feeling that pain, that the, the whipping and, and things that they had just received, and they're singing, I, I want to be able to have you participate in something. So it, it, think about a favorite worship song that you love, whether it's a hymn or a song that you've heard today. I'm musicians. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing, okay? And in the count of three, I want you to start singing that song, Okay. Now, it's intentional. It's going to sound like, a, uh, like an organized chaos, okay? So, you think about it already? Think about that song. Don't worry about it if you can't sing or things on there. Some people say, hey, pastor, I, don't tell me to sing, okay? I, I sing solo. Solo, no one can hear me, you know? <laughs> and so, so, no, I, I want you to just participate in this, okay? Again, the Bible doesn't say that Paul and Silas were, you know, hold, held a tune or, or things. But the Bible does say that they were praying and they were singing hymns, all right? So, all right, so you got that? You got the, the song you have in your mind? Musicians? All right. On the count of three, start singing. Don't worry about the person being next to you, behind you, you know, in front of you. One. Two, three. Oh, 
<laughs> Thank you for participating. You see, it's important for us to, when we have a heart, you know, a song in our hearts and our minds to go ahead and sing it. But when we come together in the midst of a corporate type of worship, we don't want to sound like that. But how about if we all come together with one voice? One voice, amen? So I want to, let's see the difference, okay? Last week we sang a song that's titled, How Great Is Our God. So let's just, just do the, the chorus together, okay? So musicians, can I get a C a moment? Then musicians, give me an A minor. Uh, an F. And then a G. All right, here you go. C. Amen. Coming together, I, I love it because we can do more together with one voice. Yes, we can worship on our own, and I encourage you to do that. My wife usually says, why are you taking so long washing the dishes? It's because I'm singing along with things on there, you know. I am traveling here, and some people say, why, are you okay with the travel? Because I usually travel about 45 minutes to get here, and depending on traffic, over an hour. But just the joy of coming and worshiping with you, but I put on the music, I either K-Love or the Inspiration Station, and I'm putting my mind at, you know, at ease. Because you know, uh, we as Christians, it's not an easy thing to do, especially when you got other drivers that don't know how to drive. <laughs> so our Christian-like demeanor just diminishes at one point now, but... But we, it's so important for us to understand that worshiping together is so important. So I want to share with you the very first point is that worshiping together can bring on powerful results. When Paul and Silas were in this prison in the middle of the midnight there, it didn't matter to them. It didn't matter. They were praying and they were singing hymns. You see, worship, prayer is part of worship. Singing is part of worship. The offering of giving our tithes and our offerings is part of worship. Doing outreach and missions is part of worship. So worship doesn't only happen in a temple setting, but it happens anywhere we're able to be because we're putting our hearts and our minds in the almighty God in that very moment. You see, when, when Paul and Silas gives us a great example, remember, they were beaten. They put, there were shackles on them. But the Bible says, suddenly, can you say that a minute? Suddenly. One more time. Suddenly. An, earthquake, an earthquake shook the foundations of that jail, and, the, and the, the doors were just flung open, and the shackles were loosened. And can you imagine? 
I love it, you know, when, when preparing for this message, it's just like God saying, you know what, in the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulations, in the midst of setbacks and frustrations, put everything else aside and just take a moment to just worship me because you never know that suddenly something will happen. You see, they were in prison and the, the doors were just flung open. And sometimes what God was also leading into me is like, there are times when we come to worship and when we worship in the midst of whatever it is in our circumstances, doors are going to start opening for you. Can I get an amen to that? We may not believe at all times, but when we worship, we're not worrying about the bills. We're not worrying about other things. We're just worshiping an almighty God, all that he has done for us. And we're not worried about, we're not telling God, you know, how big all the things are in our lives. You need, you've heard it before. Instead of telling, you know, uh, God about how big your mountain is, you got to start telling it by worshiping. You got to tell your mountain how big your God is. So in the midst of all that, you know, there are powerful results. And then we hear that this jailer went inside and he realized that the doors were open. So he assumed that the prisoners already had left. Think about this, you know, if you were uh, put in shackles, especially unjustly, just like uh, Paul and Silas, and I don't know about the others, but let's talk about these two individuals. If the doors are open, usually a good percentage, knowing if the doors are open, the shackles are loosened, you're out that door. So here's this jailer, took out a sword, he was going to kill himself in the midst of all that. They shouted out, don't do it, don't kill yourself. We are all here. I love it. So for, an, for it gives us an example, not only Paul and Silas, but the other prisoners that were listening to them worship, they were all there. And then something beautiful happens. On verse 29, the jailer called out for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Oh, that's so beautiful. What must I do to be saved? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he, and then he and everyone in the household were immediately baptized. He brought them into the house and, oh, let me, let me stop there for a moment. So here's, the, here's the, the, the result of it. They were worshiping, an earthquake suddenly happened. The doors uh, uh, just popped open. The, the bondage and the chains broke off, and, and here they are. This man says, what do I need to do to be saved? So the second point I want to share with you is that worshiping together can point others to Jesus. Worshiping together points others to Jesus and saying, wow. And you imagine the jailer, you know, he, he's probably heard about this God on there, but then an earthquake, and, and not only just an earthquake, he woke up and he saw, and then they were there, and then not only did they save him physically because he was going to kill himself, and they stopped him from doing that, but also when he asked, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus, you know, not only you, but also then your household. And then they, the Bible says they were immediately baptized. What a great joy it is. But that took place in the midst of worship, ladies and gentlemen. That we set the tone. It doesn't have to be a prison. But sometimes we feel that we live in the prisons in our own lives. But there should be a breakthrough. And in verse 34, the Bible says, 
He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his household rejoiced because they all believed in God. You know, it reminds me of the book of Joshua, the Old Testament, uh, chapter 24, verse 15. It says, as for me and my household, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When we worship together, it brings joy, ladies and gentlemen. Worshiping together can bring joy to others. I can only picture this jailer going out and he's saying, you know, uh, uh, sons or daughters or whoever in the household saying, I want to tell you what just happened. You felt the earthquake? But this, in the midst of all the earthquake, this is what happened. These two individuals, we, I know that they were beaten and their shackles put on them. And then I was going to kill myself. And they, they yelled out, we're still here. And, and because of that, I wanted to know their God. I wanted to know how I could be saved because they're spreading around the gospel of Jesus Christ. This Jesus that I want to get to know, that I want you to know. And even in the midst of being beaten, they still worship. I want to be able to worship their God. And not only myself, but everyone else. I can just imagine the, the joy that they all also received, knowing like, my goodness, my, you, you, you saved my dad from killing himself. And now you're saving us to have eternal life through this Jesus and this God that you are sharing. Reminds me of the two scripture references in the Old Testament. These are not in, your, in the screens on here, but you can write them down in your notes if you would like. The first one is Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10. The Bible says, don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And then the book of Psalm, uh, chapter 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Your heart being joy, and some of you may also have a heart that is hurting, but in the midst of learning the example of Paul and Silas, when they were hurting, they still took time to pray. They still took time to sing hymns, and the other people were able to hear them. As I travel out here, as you know, I mentioned, you're coming out here, and I probably put on the K-Love or 106.9 or the Inspiration Station 103.9 or, or others. I'm sometimes in the zone that I'm in the red light and I'm just jamming out. The music is just pumping. Put the bass onto 10 or whatever, just boom, 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 you know. And I'm, I, I'm so engaged that I don't realize that sometimes there's another vehicle next to me. And I look to the side and they're just staring at me like, what are you doing? But it's just that moment of just worshiping. Sometimes there, there's been a few times in my life, ladies and gentlemen, that I've had to pull over because the presence of God, it seems like I can't control. I have to just pull to the side and I'm just, I'm just crying. I'm in, I'm in tears because the song that's just coming to mind or what I'm hearing is happening at that very moment. I don't want to miss it. So one of the things I want to I do for you and I encourage you to do today, uh, this week, is change your radio station and your vehicle. Change your radio station and vehicle to one, or, one or, or of these three. Uh, these are just examples. But the Word uh, 88.9 FM or the Inspiration Station 103.9 or, or K-Love 106.9. 
I heard at the 8 o'clock uh, service that there is a 1370 AM station. I'm thinking, there's AM? No, I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> 1370 is also hymns and things on there. So I want to make sure that those are just examples. Because you, as I shared with you, sometimes even when we're driving, we can in the midst of worship, but there are things that are happening around in our roads that it could take us from our concentration of, of worshiping. And, and so hopefully, if you could, just preset it this week. Preset one of those stations. And see if your week changes. In the midst of that, don't just say, oh, you know, I'm going to tell Pastor Ricky I just changed it. But No, no. I, I want you to, to, to change it and encourage you to do so, but also see how your week goes. And, and put your mind at ease as you're going to, worship, uh, to work or to school or, or, or back home. There's sometimes we need those type of moments of prayer, knowing that we're going to head back home. And also, uh, if I can, I encourage you to listen to a worship song with your family, doing something together. As we heard, we can do things individually, but our goal is to be able to knowing how the impact that we can do more together with one voice. So we encourage you to listen to a worship song with your family every day this week. You can hear the songs that, uh, that are being done today, uh, as well as a, a few others, through our uh, Facebook, our YouTube, our Instagram, uh, through our playlist. I encourage you to do that. Again, not only just listening, but how you can apply it and see if it makes a change in your life. So it's not just only hearing it, but doing it. So I pray that as you learned about Paul and Silas in the midst of their trials, in the midst of the tribulations, in the midst of pain and grief, and they were still worshiping God. That the jailer afterwards, the Bible is saying that he cared for them and he and, and took care of their wounds. So the jailer knew, wow, what a great example. Here they are, they're beaten. And they still worship. You, ladies and gentlemen, feel, may, may feel beaten uh, right now. Maybe you feel like that someone has put shackles on you and you have nowhere to go. Maybe sometimes another individual has placed them on you or you have done it yourself. But I pray that as you worship, those shackles and that bondage will be broken in that way that the doors will start flinging open and the foundations of whatever prison that you are living in will be set free and allow for you to give God the honor and glory that he deserves because he has saved your life. That's what my prayer is for everyone here. But worship it's also part of the heart, the mind, and we come together in a corporate setting. What a blessing it is. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the example that we have heard in Paul and Silas that in the midst of being in prison, beaten and stripped and, and put in the dungeon of darkness and, and put shackles around them, they worship, Lord. Let, us, uh, let them be an example for us today and this week and moving forward as we seek you, Lord, in the midst of our own setbacks, in our own frustrations, in our own tribulations, Lord, that we're able to seek you through worship. We may not know how to sing, Lord, but we do know how to pray, and prayer is part of worship. We may not know how to pray, Lord, but we may serve and serving is part of worship because we want others to see you through us. Bless us, Lord. Give us encouragement, encouragement and the power that we need to share your love with others. 
because we can do more together with one voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, after the service here today, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to come forward for a prayer. Our lay pastors and Stephen ministers will be up here willing and ready to pray with you. Please don't forget that we do have the Relay for Life in the cafe area. Uh, uh, so I'm going to say cafe. So I'm gonna, can you repeat that after me? Cafe. One more time. Which is directly to my right or behind you or your left. I would love for you to stop in and let them know that you support them and, and praying for them in the midst of all that. But as you head out today, may God's love and peace be with each and every one of you to know that worship does matter and that you are able to make a difference not only in your life, but have the power in the Holy Spirit to change the life of somebody else around you. The same way that Paul and Silas changed the lives of those other prisoners and especially that jailer and the household. May God be with all of you and God's people will all say, amen. Please.